Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hey, welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast. Big thanks to all my patrons. Lou Valcourt, Andrew Miller, Jeremy Weltman, Metal Dan, John Bovari, Steve Hoker, Mike Jones, Michael Street, Fred Rutz, David S. Gray, James Bennett, Anthony Mackey, Jean-Francois Blas, Ron Keel, Stephen Saylor, love you, Stephen, Jason Seth, Joe Ryan, Joe, we hung out, it was over a year ago already at the Rainbow. That was such a fun night. Uh, and a lot has changed with Ron Jeremy since that night. But uh, anyways, Matt Carroll, Drake, Sam Soupy, Jerry from Long Island, Dan Gurwin, uh, Richard Langridge, Brad Dahl from Utah, Leo from Alaska, uh, Kenny McCrimmon, J- Gregory Muse, Tommy Anderson, Stephen Rodriguez, Johan Anderson, Chris Riley, and uh, yeah, and that's it, actually. Thanks, guys. All right. We got Phil Campbell of Motorhead fame on the show today. He's got a new record out. So let's get right into it. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids.
Phil about in just a bit. Wow. Uh, I don't really have much to say except I'm just blown away that I have Phil Campbell on my Talking Metal podcast. First time guest. Almost at 900 episodes. Unbelievable. We haven't uh, connected with this guy. So glad it happened. And let's do it. Let's get into my interview with Phil Campbell. First, we're going to hear a great song Phil did with legendary vocalist Rob Halford. And then a little bit later, we, after the interview, we're going to hear some brand new music by Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. The title track off his latest album will end the podcast today. All right. So it's a great one, man. Um, we, we actually talk about the song at the beginning of the interview. So definitely uh, check it out. This is where the, or this is, this is, uh, this song I'm talking about that'll end the show is We're the Bastards. And let's start things off with a little Phil Campbell and Rob Halford here on Talking Metal. The name of this one is straight up Phil Campbell and Rob Halford here on Talking Metal.
Hey, it's Mark Striegel, and what an honor. On the telephone talking with us today, we have legendary guitar player Phil Campbell. Phil, how are you, man? I'm good, I'm good. How are you, Mark? Oh, I'm great. I'm excited about the new record, We're the Bastards. We're going to talk about that, and just excited to be talking with you. I want to just, first and foremost, how are you holding up through these uh, these strange times in our history? Uh, just keeping out of trouble, like, you know... Um it's kind of something that's out of our control at the moment. So, you know, we're all in this together. So strumming away, you know, reading, you know, uh, just trying to busy myself without uh, doing anything stupid. Right. You know, so, um, yeah, so let's hope for better things to come next year. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, yeah. in the meantime, we have a brand new record by Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, We're the Bastards, coming out on November 13th. And I mean, this is only really one year after your, your great solo record that you gave us last year, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But you're, you're really staying busy since Motorhead. Um, yeah, I guess I've, you know, I've been playing music so long now and it's, it's I'm really passionate about it and um why not, you know? It's I enjoy I love playing live, you know, it's the feedback we get off the crowd. You know, I lo- I love I love playing with my kids, you know, I love creating stuff, you know, and you know, playing for other people and the whole thing really. So um yeah, I try to I try to keep reasonably busy, but I am quite lazy if the truth be known. But um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, uh, it comes a time, man, when I've got to get it off my ass and uh, get things done. Like right on. Well, the the album again, "We're the Bastards" by Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. The opening track, which is also the title track, uh, it just for me as a fan who loves to go see live music and loves to be out there rocking. It was it was kind of like almost like a, a spirit it hit me like in a spiritual way because there's there's so many the lyrics you know music is medicine music is therapy it's in our dna and it goes on to talk about how we love loud music and then it describes you know what it's like being at the live concert event you know with with the band taking the stage i don't know it 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 made me happy but it made me miss what we need right now did did that song specifically come out of all of us being cooped up in quarantine and not getting our our live rock music i think so i think that's i think you hit the nail on the head there or neil neil's lyrics are perfect for that track i mean um it is it's just it's a it's a perfect you know rock rock song for these for these times as well, you know, and um, I think it's definitely an opening live number as, you know, when we get, when we things get going again. But um, yeah, it hits you, it just knocks your head off straight away, like, and the great lyrics is something we can all relate to, you know, musicians, artists, and fans alike. Right, right on, right on. So it's a good, good way to start the record. Yeah, and that's the title track, We're the Bastards, off the new record, which comes out November 13th by Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. Uh, again, this album is diverse, 
And uh, that for me, that's a good thing. We get other a couple other songs I just want to touch upon. Son of a Gun. Now, instrumentally, as a Motorhead fan, when I hear it, it, it kind of, this song specifically, has a Motorhead vibe to it. However, your singer... Neil, he really approaches it in a non-motorhead way, which I I respect because the last thing we'd ever want to hear is somebody coming out there trying to to be Lemmy on a song like this. And can you talk a little bit about your singer? Because I think he does such a great job, who he is, and just a little bit about his background. Yeah, um, the thing is with Neil, he he doesn't come around. He, he couldn't tell you that any Black Sabbath album, or he couldn't. He couldn't tell you who the singer of Deep Purple is, or or nothing like that. I, I, he comes from an entirely different, um, right? I don't know, you know, music. He's, he's a different generation than myself. But I think that's good in a way because it it kind of brings something new and something fresh to the table. You know, it, it he's not subconsciously, you know, doing any sort kind of you know, cliched stuff or things like. But sometimes you can you can end up copying someone without realizing it. You know. Yeah. Some, you know, but um, yeah. So Neil, he's not your he's not your standard. Uh, you know, r- like rock and roller, like which uh, it's it's good to have in a singer. He he brings a whole new style to uh, to our classic rock as we put it out. Like you know. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that, that song's a good one as well. Oh yeah, by the way, we've got a fan video out as well with us included for a with a bastard track. If anyone oh. wants to research that, it's a great video with the fans singing with the bastards on the choruses and things. So it's pretty fun as well. Oh, cool, cool. Can't wait to see that. I actually haven't seen that. Um, so again, that's for the the title track. And and Phil, you can still hear me, okay? I just had something kick on that said my microphone cut out for a minute. You can hear yeah, me, okay? I'm fine. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, good. And another track that I quickly want to mention: "Bite My Tongue." Uh, I mean, this this tune to me sounds very not like Motorhead. You know, it's it's almost got. I, I like that riff. It's like a thin Lizzy feel to it. But then when you get to like, especially, um, I guess it's like the verses and that like pre-course, it almost has more of an alternative rock vibe. I could even maybe point to a band like the Foo Fighters or that chunkiness like Weezer. Do you listen to a lot of different styles of music? Because again, I feel like this album is so diverse that it makes me wonder what influences. You mentioned Neil has other influences that come come abroad. But how about yeah. you personally? I tend to just listen. I, I don't know much about new stuff that's going on. You know, if I listen to classic rock and you know classic rock radio, and I, I and if I if I've got a chance to listen to stuff, I I kind of go back to like the Allman Brothers or doing something like that. You know, or the Carpenters, or you know, or, right? Nice. You know, some earlier stuff. So I, but um. Yeah, you know, rock radio. I I listen to, but that, that was that was that song you're talking about by my tongue. That was two separate riffs which I managed to come up with. They were gonna they were gonna be. Uh, it was just two separate pieces, really. And uh, and Todd said he said, "Oh, they'll work together, Dad, to try them together." Like so, it so it does. And I think on. Um, <clears throat> 
on the on the chorus as well on that one. There's some back and forth vocal as well. It's almost like on bordering on I I don't know some vocal answering thing on there, deep in the background, which is quite cool as well. So. Um, yeah, it's a good album, really strong record, you know, amazingly well produced. Yeah, absolutely. A great sound to it. And again, we're talking about We're the Bastards by Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons out November 13th. And are there plans, are there discussions about getting you guys back out on the road for 2021 or is it still kind of too soon to figure that out? Um, yeah, we've got plans. We've um, We've got festivals booked. Uh, whether they're going to happen or not isn't is you know in the lap of the gods because um, actually we had our busiest year ever booked this year and everything got cancelled. Wow. The only time I've been on stage, I I jammed with Hawkwind twice. Wow. I, did, I I did a couple of songs at the Royal Albert Hall in London and a couple of songs in Cardiff with them. So. That's, that was in January, right? right. Um, so yeah, we got festivals booked, and we, uh, for next year, and um, we've got a British and European tour booked for later on next year. So okay, we just uh, I'm kind of optimistic. I like to think that some small miracle will happen, and everyone can be safer. Like cause it's just just getting daft now. It's really ridiculous this, yeah. but we've, we've got to adhere to these things yeah cool. until it gets sorted you know it's not just a touch of flu going about you know healthy people are getting knocked out with this thing so um, yep. you know but on, on the, the other way to think of it as well when things do get back to normal it's going to put such a smile on everyone's faces you know the the fans, you know, the, the, the artists, the road crews, you know, it's going to be severe partying going on Yeah, for a, a good few months, I should imagine then. So we wait and see. But, yeah, we, we're trying to book up stuff, you know. Yeah, it's going to be so, a special uh, moment when, when rock returns to the live settings for sure. And I, for one, am psyched for that. I, I, of course, I have to ask you yeah. some, some, some questions about the legendary band Motorhead and just all the great stuff you did with Lemmy through the years. But first, I quickly want to touch upon an album that I really loved, Old Lion Still Roar. It came out just about a year ago, 2019, your solo record, with just some insane guest stars. I mean, Dee Snider, Alice Cooper, uh, Rob Halford, and man, so many great things. Let's start with the Rob Halford song, Straight Up, because... The thing I love so much about this is you really got a different sound out of Rob because this isn't, it's more of like a rock song, a hard rock song, as opposed to the Judas Priest heavy metal sound. And and I love what you, what you did with, with Rob on the song. Can you talk a little bit about working with him on the song straight up? Yeah. Um, I sent, uh, I asked him when we toured together, um, I don't know, it's about 2014 in South America, we were. There was Motorhead and Cooper and Priest, and I just said to Rob, oh, I, I'm gonna, I'm hoping to start start work on a solo record, uh, you know, fairly soonish. Do, do you fancy um, sing, singing on it? And he said, sure. He said, if you know, send me a, 
So I sent I sent three different I sent three different uh, songs to him, kind of, or two. I sent uh, two songs to him, yeah. And I wrote, and he chose that one. He that's the one he wanted to do, like, and I, I just let him do his thing on it. And really, you know, when he he. He's, I think he's done a, every every guest on that did a fantastic job. They did exactly. I couldn't have wanted them to to do anything different. I mean, I even had Mark King from Level Forty Two. He's playing bass on on one of the right on one of the quieter songs as well. And Matt Sorum and everyone. They they just did. You know, they just did what they think for the song. So. Uh, I can't thank these the guys enough, but um, yeah, that was that was Rob's take on on the riff and everything, and uh, yeah, it turned out great. Yeah, he, and it's it's both, really a special great on that one. Yeah, yeah, it's a special moment for like I'm a big Rob Halford fan, and it's it's you got a sound out of him that we don't hear very <laughs> often, if ever. So it's definitely a unique moment for us uh, Rob Halford songs. Uh, and just a, nice, nice of you to say that. Yeah, I guess it is. It's kind of different, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm also, you know, I love hard rock and heavy metal, but I'm also into bands like Caius and Queens of the Stone Age and and Mondo Generator. And I was so happy to see Nick Oliveri on there doing another great song with you, Walk the Walk the Talk, another really great tune on your 2019 solo record, Old Lions Still Roar. How do you hook up with Nick? Oh, um. Oh, I don't know exactly. Long, long time ago. I mean, Mono right. Generator, they toured with Motorhead. They toured with us ages ago, and I've jammed with him in Los Angeles many times. And I think, yeah, um, yeah we just all kept in touch, you know, you know, mutual admiration society. He's a great, he's a great guy. So with, his, with all the guests, really, I, was, I just, you know, t- most the songs are coming together, and you know, I was thinking of who would, who would this who would be really good on this track, you know. And uh, so I call them up and send them the. They they'd say us, you know, they'd say yes in theory, but obviously they wanted they wanted a year, you know these. These these are really professional people, like you know. I was right. asking, so obviously they said, "Yeah, I want to hear it first, though." So um, luckily, everyone said yes and didn't get any, any refusals. Like, so I'm incredibly indebted to them and uh, and helped me out with making a really fine album. Like, you know, I got out of my system for a while now. You know, so I concentrate on the bastard sons now for a few years at least. Right on. You know, and um, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I did it. Anyway, it was great. Right, and I, I got to throw some old Motorhead questions at you, but before we do that, I just want to remind the listeners we're talking. We've been talking about two separate records here. The brand new record from Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons called We're the Bastards and also Phil's solo record from 2019 Old Lions Still Roar two must have records in my opinion for any fans of the legendary Phil Campbell who we're talking with right now Phil um, I gotta I gotta take you way back I want to ask you about what you remember about auditioning 
for Motorhead way back in 1984. And I, I first want to share with you what Lemmy wrote in his book about it. Now, he he remembered that you, you walked into the audition uh, like you were showing up to rehearsal. I'm assuming that means that you had some confidence. He says uh, he, you laid out a couple lines and then you started speeding out of your head and playing like a maniac. <laughs> Is that how you remember it? I offered him three different types. So I think I think he took one of each type. <laughs> All right. Like, I offered him a selection, like, you know. And uh, I just remember the volume when he went over, because the room, the, the auditions were in, it was... It wasn't, it was a big rehearsal complex, but it wasn't one of the bigger rooms. Right, right. It was one of the smaller ones. So it was probably at best about three times as big as your average hotel room sort of thing. So, and he walked over like he was, before before I plugged in or anything, like my guitar was still getting tuned up by a roadie and, uh, he just walked over to his bass, like switched it on, and played the first E chord. And uh, but I started rattling, and you know my bones. It was loud, but right. um, I don't remember that much about it after that. You know, I must have done okay, but um, I, I remember when he first fired up the bass. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome! And at this point. The band Motorhead it had been a three-piece, and when when you join, it suddenly becomes a a four-piece at least for a while. Uh, you and Wurzel joining Lemmy and Pete Gill, correct? No, we joined with Phil Taylor, and then about five days after, Phil Taylor decided to leave. Wow. Okay. Perfect, perfect drummer's timing, eh? Um, yeah, after me and Wurzel joined, about two or three days after we joined, we did uh, the Young Ones TV program with Filthy. And as soon as we finished the recording the TV program, he decided to leave. He wanted, uh, so um, he had his reasons for that. I think he wanted to form a band with Brian Robertson because he was a huge Thin Lizzy fan. Right. So he went off to do his thing with Brian Robertson. And I knew... I, I knew Pete Gill. We had a mutual friend, so uh, I know Pete wasn't in Saxon anymore. So uh, Pete came down and he was great. So Pete Pete was with us for for three years. We did Orgasmatron album with Pete and uh, Kill by Death, and had a fo- the, f- the four new songs on No Remorse. And then Filthy came back then for three years and uh, Wurzel right. was with us for about ten years on guitar. Then he was just me and then mickey mickey joined mickey was mickey joined about eight years after me right on i think yeah well what what well, a history a few, yeah a few people in there not as many as some bands yeah but, uh, there's not that many really considering all the the years like you know yeah, yeah. I, so just to back up a little bit, because you threw a lot of history at us right there. So af- after you join, which, uh, y- y- as you mentioned, y- there was a brief period, uh, what, a number of days, I guess, that, that Filthy was in the band with you. <laughs> and then Pete joins, Pete Gill on the drums. And and do you guys, you guys immediately start recording these four songs that ended up on the double album, No Remorse. Uh, and those songs... Tended to well. Let's let's start with was "Killed by Death" the first song you you wrote and recorded with Motorhead. 
Yeah, but we did, we did, we did, actually, I think we did, no, we did four that time. Yeah, yeah Snaggletooth, Steal Your Face, and, yeah. and Locomotive, too. But I, I was just yeah. wondering which one of those came first out of the four. Do you remember? May have been killed by death. I, I couldn't be 100%. Which is, it was in the same sessions, yeah, the same few day sessions, like, yeah. We might have just rehearsed for six weeks to have gone off to Finland first. We had a, a nice warm-up tour in Finland for a week. Ah, okay. Um, we might have done that and then, and then gone to the studio. I couldn't really re- remember, like, but, um, yeah, they were, they were great, great sessions. I were Vic Mail producing them. So uh, that was our introduction to recording with Motorhead. Yeah, I mean, what an amazing thing when you think about it, that Killed by Death was possibly the first song that you contribute to with Motorhead, and it just becomes, I mean, one of the greatest songs ever. I mean, not just by Motorhead. I just love that song so much. So so good. And those four songs, it, it really seemed like Motorhead kind of uh, went back to the sound that they had before Lemmy was working with, with Brian from Thin Lizzy before the uh, Perfect Day record. Uh, was there a conscious effort to, hey, we're going to kind of go back to what Motorhead was all about, or did it? Is that just the way the songs came out? Yeah, well, I, I think as, as good as it is, the, uh, the Brian record, I, I think Lemmy, he, he thought like, you know, there was too, too many overdubs on it. There. There's some great playing from Brian and some great songs. You know, Brian's a wonderful guitar player. But, uh, I don't know. I think Lem just, we, we kind of, it was like, let's see what happens with this new, with this new, with new outfit. Like he, the only thing he told me when I joined, he was said, well, you could, I trust you musically to do whatever you feel is right. Just don't wear shorts on stage which brian did right brian was he did once or twice yeah yeah, which scared lamb yeah so So, yeah another perfect day was the record that they did with brian and then then you 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 come in the band and for a fan because i was a teenager at that point like lemmy i've i've really do like another perfect day i think it's a, a great record but in some ways it's a little off the beaten path for motorhead so when you guys released killed by death and those other songs it was like suddenly wow motorhead is is back on on course uh but you're just saying that there wasn't any direction to do that it just that's just kind of the way it turned out i think we naturally kind of wanted all of us i think lem Burzel, my pete gill and myself naturally wanted to sound like a band was previously you know rather than uh like the robo era right you know, because my band, Persian Risk, we supported Motorhead on the last, their last UK show with Robbo. And uh, I didn't recognize any songs. I don't even think they played Ace, Ace of Spades because Robbo wouldn't play them. Wow. That's <laughs> crazy. They played the entire of... album. Like, you know, I didn't recognize one song. Yeah. That's crazy to so, think of. So, uh, yeah, it didn't last very long, Brian. So, uh, I think 18 months in total, but um, yeah, I was really excited and, uh, when the, when we, we all got together with the, the new band, you know, and uh, it, was, it was exciting for th- over 30 years, you know, 
different forms of excitement, but it was always it was always a blast, you know, going up on stage, you know, and playing every night. Absolutely, and at some point, then I guess it's a number of years after you join. You mentioned this earlier. Filthy comes back into the band. And when when he rejoins Motorhead, what was the vibe like? Did he come back kind of like reclaiming what he had once been a part of, or was he more humble and 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 appreciative of what you guys had done without him? Like I don't know really because we were all we were all pretty crazy, but in them days, um, you know. If, he was, he was pretty humble. He's a one hell of a character. He's a funny guy. You know, he, he, didn't, he didn't have any ears of graces or he was trying to pull or nothing like that. You know, he was just crazy filthy. Like, you know, it was, it was, it was good to have him. Right on. Great, great drummer who we who we miss very much. Uh, an album that you yeah, did yeah. with with Filthy and and Lemmy, uh, of course, nineteen sixteen. An album that for me was a really big record as a kid in America. I really remember that just exploding. So many great tunes on nineteen sixteen. It's about to turn thirty in February. It's going to be thirty years old. How do you look back on the nineteen sixteen record? Oh, good. Much affection. Yeah, we did out in Music Grinder Studios. Uh, I don't think it's there anymore. On Hollywood Boulevard, uh, Pete Solly produced a uh, wonderful producer and pianist, um, great musician, and um, that was yeah, that was that was we just all kind of moved over to to LA then for a, a for like six months I think it was for the time we we wrote everything over there and we. We all rented apartments over there and stuff, and um, yeah, fun. Uh, look back with a lot of affection on us. It was still crazy days, but um, right. yeah, we made a great album. There's some great songs and uh, great, you know, great sound on our record. Absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned Mickey D earlier, the amazing drummer that you played just many years with in Motorhead. Uh, now doing some work with the Scorpions. We heard we heard he got sick, possibly with the COVID nineteen. Have you heard it all from Mickey? And he's, do you know if he's doing yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. I spoke to him the other night. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, him and his wife did get a did get COVID, and uh, he's pretty flat on the back. I, luckily, I don't think it affected their um, their lungs. But he, he said he was, felt the worst worse than he'd ever been in his life. And Mickey's uh, Mickey's really strong, you know. He would get through anything. So it, it must have been uh, it must have been pretty bad, like yeah, wow, to, to put him down. So uh, luckily they pulled through. Absolutely glad to hear that he's doing okay now. Um, and before I let you go, you know, I've, I had seen Motorhead just many, many, many times through the years and always loved seeing you play with them and just wanted to thank you for all the great music that you've given us through the years. And also mention that out of the hundreds of shows I've seen, including many by Motorhead, one of the loudest shows that I ever saw was at WWF in Times Square on April 30th, 2002, Times Square in New York City. I walked out of there just, it, I mean, seriously, just my whole body was 
just shaken by the noise. How's your hearing after all these years? Which, which show was that? That was when you guys played in the middle of Times Square at a at a restaurant. It was like a wrestling restaurant called WWF. Do you remember that place? Oh, right. oh yeah. It was a great yeah, show. I forgot about it. Yeah, in 2002. Oh, it was loud, was it? <laughs> oh, you guys were always loud. How's your hearing? Do you have hearing damage? I have hearing aid. No, oh, do you? Okay. I don't wear it very often, but when I when I check my ears, my, it was um, it was profound damage. So on basically on this sort of scale or whatever, I don't quite understand it. The average hearing of a person my age would be like plus twenty on this scale, and I I was minus seventy. Oh wow! <laughs> so, oh, so I can't hear watches tick. I can't hear. High hats, no, no high end. I can't hear telephones ringing on TV programs and nothing. All gone, like so. Wow! Did you wear earplugs uh, on stage ever, or no? Nah, we no, we tried tried off and on for a couple of gigs to threw them out. It's, it's more fun, man. It's, it's it's more like being in the moment. Right, right. You wear the earplugs. It sounds like the band's playing in another room. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Well, thank you, Phil, for this interview. It's been a true honor speaking with a legendary guy like yourself. Like I said, uh, I just can't thank you enough for all the great music. And I'm so psyched you are still giving us great music, like the brand new record by Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. We're the Bastards. Also, your solo record from last year. Such great stuff. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Mark. It's been a pleasure, man. And um, check out, we've got three videos out from a new album already. Different ones, yeah. Awesome. So uh, just just type in videos, or you you'll find it anyway. You know how to do this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, it's been, it's been great talking to you, my friend. Okay, you take care of yourself, and we would love to get you back here in the states, hopefully uh, next year. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Okay, Mark. Okay, bye. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. We
song by Phil Campbell and the Bastards. We're the Bastards, the title track off the record. Check it out on November 13th. Do me a favor, guys. Go on social media and share this episode. Copy me, Phil Campbell, maybe tag Motorhead, whatever you want to do. Share it on Twitter. I'm at TalkingMetal.com. Instagram, uh, you know, whatever you want to do. If you put up a picture of it, you know, just tag me on it. Uh, Tag me on Facebook. I'm at Facebook.com slash mstriegel. And spread the word out there about Talking Metal. We need your support. I need you to join me on Patreon for more content. If this isn't enough for you, join me on Patreon. You'll get more exclusive content, including an extra podcast every week. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding right your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time well multitasking pro cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader